We launched our initial product and continue to have a lot of the same team together today. And kind of the foundation of what I was looking for is do you love golf? And do you believe in this vision to create a social community around golf where experiences are always at the forefront? And everyone's really bought into that and it's been incredible to see. And it, it's, it's one of those things where you have a burning desire to do something and it's stronger every, every day. I just, I want what I'm trying to accomplish to succeed so badly and, and, and that's what drives me. Everything we've done from an iteration standpoint is to better your experience digitally so that your experience on the course can be a result of that great digital experience, which is an amazing time at whatever course you're playing. Welcome everyone to the Mod Golf Podcast, where we speak with golf's top influencers, entrepreneurs, innovators, and disruptors about their vision to reimagine, transform, and grow the game. I'm your host, Colin Weston, and today I have the pleasure of speaking with Golf Match founder and CEO, Peter Kratzios. Hi, Peter. Thanks so much for joining me today on the Mod Golf Podcast. Uh, thanks so much for having me, Colin. I've been listening to all the previous ones and I'm excited to be here. Uh, thanks so much for that, Peter. So, Golf Match has been referred to as the ultimate social network for golfers where, like a dating app, users can find the best matches to play a round of golf with and share their experiences. So, Peter, to get us started, please tell us a bit about yourself and give us a brief history of Golf Match. Yeah, so I'm just, uh, I'm your run-of-the-mill golf nut. You know, ever since my next-door neighbor when I was 12 years old asked me if I wanted to go to the driving range and we rented a couple of drivers for two bucks a pop, I fell in love with the sport. I mean, it's your typical story where you get into it and you become addicted and uh, played a little high school golf, got involved with the first tee on the mentorship side of it uh, in high school. Played some college golf, not well. And ever since then, I just play for the enjoyment of it. Throwing some money down with your friends and meeting new people and playing new courses. It's, it's something that will always be a part of my life. It's my greatest passion in this world. And it led to what I'm doing today, uh, which is obviously Golf Match. So what I've seen, Peter, the Golf Match app has been in the marketplace for over two years now. So what are the biggest customer feedback insights regarding what has worked, what hasn't worked, and what your team has learned to make the Golf Match experience even better? So everything around the golf match design and what it's meant to do is based off of what I've also experienced and what I've seen. None of my friends played golf when I was younger. So my mom would literally drop me off at the local municipal course and I would play the same course with random people five days a week during the summer. And that's how I got into the game. And you know that's how it was all throughout my high school and college years. Uh, because a lot of these events, associations that you're in, don't do anything to really connect you outside of the event. So you compete against people, but then you go back to not necessarily having a group of golfers that you call your own. And that's been, that's been the way it is my whole life. And when I was in digital advertising at a company called 24-7 Real Media, I saw everything that was out there from a digital standpoint, whether it's websites or whether it's mobile apps. And all the headlines were dominated by, you know, participation's down. What do we do to get more millennials into the game? What do we do to get more women into the game? But when I saw a product ecosystem, nothing was really doing anything to get me to the course and have a great experience, which in my mind is what keeps you coming back. So everything I wanted to do around Golf Match was simply connect golfers for great experiences. And to do that, you need to have a digital presence. And every one of the features that we've rolled out and every one of the initiatives that we've implemented is all about allowing you to find golfers, play the courses you want to go to, and have these great experiences that keep you coming back. Because, you know, that's what gets you want to play more golf. It's that amazing shot you had on 18 or that great putt you had on 12 
or just a day out there with your buddies who make it so much more enjoyable for you. Whether you're playing a five-hour round, a four-hour round, or you're a beginner or an avid golfer, it's, it's about those experiences. And in the early days of Golf Match, we didn't have anything too social. It was really about having a profile and having different information about you that people could see. You connected with each other, you called the course, you had this great time, and I started getting pictures from our early members uh, about thanking me. Thank you so much for connecting me with these people. We played this awesome course. Here's a picture from the day. And just like any product does, it evolved. It evolved from them sending me those pictures to sending it to each other. And then we layered tea times on top of it. And then we took the same social tea times we have and applied it to events. So everything we've done from an iteration standpoint is to better your experience digitally so that your experience on the course can be a result of that great digital experience, which is an amazing time at whatever course you're playing. Right. And I've used Golf Match for a while now. I was just using it yesterday for a round that we had out on the golf course here in Vancouver. And one thing that I really like about this, and you've mentioned this in a previous conversation we had, is that everyone has a unique emotional connection to golf. And I know the way that you've developed this and the way you've iterated is you are trying to embed, not trying, you are embedding that opportunity for that unique emotional connection amongst golfers through the app. And I'm assuming that's something that you're continuing to develop and you've found that to be, I don't know if you want to call that your secret sauce, but that's certainly something that has revealed itself to be powerful and, uh, and valuable. Yeah. I mean, the nature of human beings is that we want to be a part of something bigger than ourselves, whether that's a community, whether that's an association, whatever it may be, it's about connecting with people like you. So the stickiest feature we ever rolled out and something that I'm most excited about every single day when I wake up it's something called golf match groups. And they're right. communities within our app that are based on interest, skill, and location. And they're all member created. And you can join communities based on, you know, hey, I'm in New York and I want to join the New York City golfers group. Or I'm in Long Island and I'm a good player, so I want to join the Long Island scratch golfers group. Or I'm just getting into the game and as a female, I want to find other women to play with. So I joined the beginner female golfers group in California. There's a community for everyone. And it is what keeps people coming back nine times per day, which is the average retention wow. uh, per user. And it, it's just, it's because, you know, we knew that people weren't playing golf every day and they weren't going to post a picture every day. But what do you do every single day? It's just communicate. And I do it through text, I do it through email, and I do it through golf match. And what we've seen with these communities is it's just like any other form of communication where you're just basically going back and forth with other golfers whether it's about golf or whether it's about something else, because we all have a ton of different passions, but the one common denominator will always be golf. And that's what we always come back to. So that's what we focus on. And that's what we are most proud of at this moment, because that's what leads to tea times. That's what leads to event participation and everything else that we're trying to do. Absolutely. And you made an interesting comment that it is your users that are putting these groups together. It's not you from the top down that are putting these together and then encouraging people to get involved. So there is that engagement. Well, you see that quite a bit as far as user generated content, whether it's GoPro by having people create their own content with their product and then becoming part of the community and sharing their stories with that. It builds that up on an exponential rate. So it sounds like you've tapped into that and had some great success with your users creating groups. And on that note, what, what are the most popular groups you have right now on Golf Match? So the most popular group is our buy and sell group. Uh, we have a very popular group in New Jersey. Uh, I'm from New York and it just kind of came up that way where this bunch of guys and girls from New Jersey are part of this incredibly active community where these people didn't know each other beforehand. 
and now they're best of friends and they play golf together and they go on trips together and it's absolutely amazing and I want to replicate that in every single location around the country. Uh, we have a great group in California and Arizona and North Carolina. Colorado's growing now, Michigan. So it, it, it's really continuing to evolve, which is awesome uh, because we have this nice foundation of, of community across the country that when you go into a new group, people are saying, hey, how's it going? And then when you play golf, it, it, it's all about, hey, good to see you, Rick, instead of, hey, nice to meet you, Rick. And that's right. a big, big difference. So everything we've tried to do is around the concept of you give people the features and the technology when it's something's community-based and allow them to run with it. And, and then I think that's that's success approach when it comes to building a community. Yes, yes. Now, I think I have this right. You launched Golf Match on April 1st of 2015, so about 26 months ago. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, go. So going back from our early years, I was in a company called 24-7 Real Media. Okay. And it was around that time I actually met this young lady on a subway in New York City when I had the idea of Golf Match. And she was reading a book about mobile apps. So I knocked on her uh, shoulder and I said, hey, I see you're reading a book. This is kind of awkward, but I have an idea for an app and I have no idea how to go about it. Can I ask you a few questions? And, and in hindsight, that was a very strange thing to do. Uh, <laughs> but she helped me start Golf Match. And we met the next day. We wrote out initial wireframes on a piece of paper. And I ended up quitting my job to focus on it. Uh, my parents were very confused by that, but, uh, but that was okay. And it was really about just grinding away, trying to find initial capital to find initial developers. Uh, we went through the ups and downs of any single startup. Uh, we had a lot of really serendipitous things happen. Uh, like, for example, I got uh, to go to the Masters three years ago and ended up meeting two of our early investors, Gary Henriksen and Bob McCarthy. Okay. And I ended up flying to, to Minneapolis to meet Gary Henriksen, and I closed him as an investor over a couple glasses of whiskey. And then I walked out and I called Bob McCarthy, who said, if you close Gary, you'll close me. And I said, well, I closed <laughs> Gary, Bobby. You know, time, time to pay up. Nice. Uh, we ended up hiring a great development team and we launched our initial product and we continue to have a lot of the same team together today. And kind of the foundation of what I was looking for is, do you love golf? And do you believe in this vision to create a social community around golf where experiences are always at the forefront? And everyone's really bought into that and it's been incredible to see. And it's, it's, it's one of those things where you have a burning desire to do something and it's stronger every, every day. I just, I want what I'm trying to accomplish to succeed so badly. And, and, and that's what drives me. Well, I can hear that passion coming out in your voice there. Well, first of all, it sounds like just on your previous comment, it sounds like whiskey now, I suppose, is the, uh, is the, the, the social, uh, it is the secret sauce. So, yeah. so, so wait, I need to get a whiskey sponsorship for this particular uh, episode, I think, because we're showing the power of whiskey here, how it can help close deals. So there's Very a virtue true. in that, virtue in that. So it sounds like, wow, so from uh, tapping a woman on the, on the shoulder on a subway to the next day or very shortly after that of being 100% in on this, you were so passionate. You didn't treat this as a, a side hustle for a year or two. You uh, you were all in, it sounds like, very, very quickly there by quitting your job. So I, I can sense that passion there that, that continues on to this day. I think you have to be because, you know, what we're trying to do is not just creating a product that we want to sell to people and get a margin on like you would with a shoe or a shirt. If we're trying right. to build something that's real, it's something that you know we believe will grow the game of golf. We believe that will better your experience. And, and it's something that impacts every single angle of the golf industry, whether it's helping courses drive awareness to their facilities, whether it's helping golfers have great experiences, whether it's helping brands showcase their product to people who that are relevant to them. And ultimately, it's for the future of golf to come from an innovation perspective. And, and that's what's leading the charge because what we view the future of golf 
looks different than what it is today. And I believe it's a responsibility of people who have, you know, a position to, to, to really impact it, to do everything that they can to make this work. And that's the responsibility that I feel. And a lot of the people that we surround ourselves with feel the same thing. And the conversations I've had on previous episodes of the podcast, I've got that same response that there is there is a feeling of responsibility because everybody on, like yourself, you love golf. The reason you're doing it is for that love of the game and you want it to flourish and you want it to grow. You're not doing something irreverent that you're trying to uh, desecrate the game. You're not, not trying to change it into something that is not based in its roots. You do respect the tradition of the game and you do want it to flourish. So please keep going with that as I know you will and congratulations on the traction that you have gained already. And on the note of that traction, I realize you have about 40,000 golf match members, golf matchers, I believe that's what you're calling them, Peter? Golf matchers, correct. Okay. So uh, where are you now as far as growth? I realize that you base most of your growth on word of mouth and organic growth. So how are, you, how are things looking for you guys as far as your trajectory and the growth of your community? Yeah. So we've always been a lean startup that's focused on our product because I've of the firm belief that you need to really prove out three things before you're ready to, to really scale. And that's engagement, retention, and revenue. Where are people using your product? Okay, they're using it. Well, how often are they using it? And that's the retention component, which we love the fact that our average user comes back nine times per day. And then ultimately, with like any business, it's are, are those people spending money with you? Uh, and 40% of our daily active users have bought tea times through us or have uh, participated in our events. So, you know, we're at the point in our trajectory where in the next 12 months, it'll all be about finding a growth partner to take this to the next level because we're the type of product that works better in scale. You know, if we have more users, that's more playing opportunities. That is a, a deeper sense of community, a more localized community. It's, it's having our events more full. It's having any sort of advertisers down the road being able to target, you know, specific types of golfers with opportunities that they want to take advantage of. So, so that's my focus uh, going forward. But it really stems from an initial initiative we had around brand ambassadors. Early on, when we had our first social feed in Golf Match, I would send hats to, uh, to local and uh, initial members. And they would post pictures of them with the hats and the promo cards we sent them to hand out at local courses. And they became ambassadors. And people said, wow, hey, where do I get a hat? Where do I get promo cards? And people took a real sense of responsibility to help grow the community because they believed in what I was doing. And that's been the single biggest success story we've had to date is our ambassador program. Uh, we just actually had our first ambassador outing this year in North Carolina, where we had 40 of our ambassadors across the country come. In October, we're doing it again down in Texas. So for us right now, it's always been about building the product so that we know that we're ready to scale. And within the last couple of months, we've really gotten to that point. So for us, it'll be about you know, do we continue to raise capital? Do we find a growth partner that can help scale us? Because ultimately, like I said, we have a responsibility to impact the game and we impact the game in the biggest way at scale. I love the, uh, the grassroots brand ambassador program that you've just mentioned here. I realize you also have another ambassador program and that is at that celebrity or pro level. Remember you mentioning that previously. Can you tell us a bit about that? I believe you have some uh, some PGA pros and some others that are involved in the uh, rewards and delighters for your users there with some initiatives. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. So early on, I was under the assumption that if we got some pros on board, that we'd be able to create these amazing, unique experiences that, that go beyond just you know me finding other golfers to play with and having a great experience at a local level. 
It's more of what can we do to create even even cooler and more unique experiences. So I thought having PGA ambassadors on board would help. So I actually cold called Padre Harrington's agent probably way too many times for about six months. <laughs> and uh, we finally brought him on board. And when we brought him on board, we ended up getting John Sendon on board. And I flew out to Las Vegas to, to meet with him at the Shriners. And while I was on the range, I saw Andrew Svoboda, who's a Mets section guy like myself. Right. And I told him, hey, this is why I'm here. I'm here to meet John, and this is what I'm doing. And he came on board. So uh, we have a great stable of good people. Honestly, that was the biggest thing that we were focused on. It's good people who represent the game in all the right ways. And last year, we had three of our members play with Padre Harrington. Uh, it was this amazing, amazing time. And whoever has actually met Padre Harrington can attest to this. He's one of the greatest guys that I've ever met. And John Sennon is the same way. Uh, and so is Andrew. So for us, we're going to get more involved with PGA players in the future because we have a couple initiatives that uh, we've been brainstorming for some time that we think would be perfect from a pro angle. Um, but yeah, so that's that's kind of the other ambassador angle that we have. I love it. So you've already answered part of my next question here, but I'm going to continue with it. So the success of any startup really does hinge on the partnerships that you build to help propel you forward and scale the business. So you just mentioned about the ambassador program. I understand you have a recently announced partnership with Golf Now. So can you tell us about that relationship and perhaps other strategic partnerships that Golf Match has built or is building? Yeah, so Golf Now happened actually about a year ago. Uh, okay. And we had all of these social features that allowed you to create matches with people that you can see who you're playing with. You can see their handicap and their age range and the type of games that they like to play in their home courses so naturally, having tee times layered underneath those social features made a lot of sense to us. So we integrated with Golf Now to have access to their tee sheets. And it's a much more seamless connection between our phones in the Golf Match community and the course. You don't have to call the course. You don't have to go back and forth with communication. It's kind of like a set it and forget it approach. Where right. I want to book a tee time on a certain day, Jim, Rick, and John see that I booked that and they just hop right in. And it's this great experience because people know what they're getting into and it allows you to build connections. So that was a great partnership. We've also done stuff with Topgolf where they came out with the Topgolf tour and they were bombarded with emails saying, hey, I'd love to participate, but I don't have a partner. And they didn't realize that would be a problem. So I spoke with them and we created a Topgolf group to help people connect with each other for the tour. We were involved with Next Gen Golf at an early stage when they rolled out the city tour. We focused on New York. They focused on Boston. Uh, and we had a great partnership there. We've done stuff with Golf Newsnet. We actually put our feet on their site. We've done stuff with Golf WRX. You know, they want to get their golfers together on the course, but they don't have a technology to do so at the moment. Right. Uh, so we're using our Golf Match Experiences feature to actually help them host an event where we take everything we do at Tee Times from a social standpoint and do it with experiences around events where you can see who's participating in the event, you can see who's interested. Every single event has a, has a unique group feature where you can build camaraderie beforehand. And, and it's something that we're continuing to evolve that type of partnership angle. But like you said, partnerships are important for us, especially as a lean company. So uh, we've definitely been aggressive on the partnerships that we've formed. Uh, I don't believe that there's any time you have enough partnerships. I, I'm a firm believer that it's all about aligning yourselves with the right people and the right you know visions. And, and we don't really have competition in that sense where... Unless you're doing exactly what we're doing and their users don't use us because they're part of another community, you know, we can help everyone. We can help courses. We can help associations. We can help brands. And that's really the angle and the approach we've taken. 
Well, it seems to me that with Golf Match, you are that connective tissue that brings together all these other golf innovators, such as Top Golf and Next Gen Golf. I know with Chris Hart and Next Gen Golf, we're going to have him on the show in a couple of weeks' time, which is great as, as you bring all these pieces together also. But it sounds like there is that opportunity for you to be that aggregator, that hub that helps connect all these other things with the uh, like-minded people in the community that you're building. So back to the, the members in the community that you're building here with the 40,000 strong and growing, one thing that really interests me is the potential, that untapped potential with women in golf. It's been said, there was an article a couple of weeks ago that was put out saying this untapped global market for women is in the tens of billions of dollars to get women involved in the game of golf on all levels. So of the 40,000 members with the data you have, what percentage roughly of your membership is women and what, what initiatives and programs are you putting together to help grow that community? So 15% of our users currently are women. And yeah. that is a huge part of our focus going forward. About a year ago, when we were doing our typical deep dive into our metrics, where we're understanding behaviors and how do we take those metrics and, and create a better product, you know, we noticed that there was a lack of women. And I started digging a little deeper into it, and we saw that a lot of the problems women were facing is that they just couldn't find each other. You know, right. in 2015, more women entered the sport than ever before, but that same year, more women left the sport. So that's a huge, huge problem. And it's because they didn't have great experiences, and they couldn't find each other. So I got creative, and I thought, okay, well, how do we reach women in a way that's non-threatening, that's approachable, that's kind of engaging them in what they do in their daily lives? And I took to Instagram. And I found social influencers who love the game, who believe in the future of golf. And I brought nine of them down to Arizona. And we filmed a video called Women With Drive. Right. And we released that video. And we had a big social push around it. And today we've had 10 Women With Drive events. We have 155,000 Instagram followers. We have influencers around the country who help us push our initiative, which is get women into the sport, get them playing more, get them connected, help them build their network out. So that wherever they go in the country, they can find other women like them that they want to play golf with. And we have a golf match group called Women With Drive that has about 1,200 members. Wow. Um, so so it's, it's an amazing opportunity to engage women, but I think you have to do it in a way that is relatable, that allows them to connect with each other in a non-threatening and fun environment. Because ultimately, women are a little different than men, and you have to approach them differently. And just like you approach millennials different than you approach you know, someone like my father or someone like my father that you'd approach a 30-year-old woman, it's, it's everyone has a unique experience that they're looking for. And the foundation of golf match is to create whatever experience that you want. And you need to have flexibility in the offering that you provide, which is, you know, something we try to pride ourselves in. I think flexibility is the key there because then you touched on this, that women and men certainly have different, sometimes very different behavioral and social patterns and cues in the way that we speak to each other and the way that we socialize. So it sounds like you are tapping into that and asking a lot of questions and listening and learning as you go here. So that's exciting to see how that grows. And I'm sure that 15% is only going to grow as far as your, uh, your community base. Yeah, I think so. I mean, again, it's about understanding metrics. I mean, we're a technology company at the core. So it's, it's you know, metrics don't lie. So you, you see metrics, you understand what's working, you know, you figure out what to do more of what's working and do less of what's not. And that's been the foundation in which we've approached any sort of engagement from any user in our community. And just so happens that women specifically have different types of behavioral patterns, and we try to appeal to them in the way that they want. Well, I look forward to seeing how that progresses in the future here, Peter. So the next question here, I'm going to put on my investor hat. So what is your strategy to monetize Golf Match? And are you looking to introduce premium memberships? 
along with a two-sided marketplace to generate revenue from sponsors and brands. So what's, uh, what's the plan? So we make revenue in two different ways now. We generate revenue from tea times. We take a percentage of each tea time we sell. And we take a percentage of each event attendee that, that we sell. And when it comes to tea times, it's a small percentage. It's something that we're more trying to prove out the social layer within tea times because we think that's the future of golf. And when it comes to events, you know, without real mass scale, you want to fill your events and you want to have them frequently. And you can't have huge margins when you do that. So we don't make money uh, or much money off events, but we make a little and it helps us continue to sustain our team and our mission. Uh, but ultimately... You know, we look at groups being a way to monetize down the road when it comes to premium groups. You know, obviously having native advertisements is, is kind of a no-brainer in scale when it comes to the digital world. Uh, and I come from a digital background when it comes to advertising. So, you know, that's a strategy down the road. But, uh, but right now we're focused on creating a great experience for our users because everything else from a monetization standpoint can be implemented, especially when you have such a social community that we have. But what can't be implemented is a sense of community. That has to be forged. It has to be catered to. And it has to be grounded by the people who believe in what you're doing. So we're much more focused on our sense of community and a product that helps them rather than monetization at this point. Yes. And that community gets built one conversation in one engagement at a time here. And you guys are doing that on a daily basis. If a new user puts one message, posts one message in in a golf match group, we retain those users at an 85% rate after three months. So it just goes to show that we, you know, our focus is getting people to engage with each other. Say, hey, what's up? My name is Peter. You know, I'm a two handicap from New York and I'm looking for a competitive game. Boom. You're not going to leave because there's other golfers who are looking for the same thing. And the larger we get, that pool of localized golfers who want certain experiences will be able to find exactly what they're looking for. Nice. So it sounds like using that lean startup methodology, you are focusing day by day to actually get this right with the community that you have and then scale it up. So you are focusing at the moment on on the North American community, I believe. Is that correct? Yeah, we're focused on the North American community. Obviously, we, uh, you know, there's hotbeds within the United States and in Canada that you know are, are heavier into golf, and, and we focus on on those communities as well. But uh, you have to create a foundation when it comes to social. If we were the type of company that you know had this social feed and we had zero users and put a million dollars to it in the first three months, and we had this big room with this influx of people, no one would know each other and everyone would feel weird. There's a huge benefit to having a foundation of community so that when you are a new member and you come in and you join a group and people get notified that Peter Kratos from Manhattan, New York, who's a two handicap, has joined this group. People say hi to you. They make you feel warm. It's like if I go to any sort of, you know, meetup or get together, I want to feel like I'm a part of something. I want to feel like people are inviting me into that group. And that's what we have today. Now... I know it's early on to look at this, but do you see in the future being able to build this in a European community, maybe even move into the Asian market? Is that is going to be a huge growth area for golf over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years? Is that something, I know it's early to say, but is that something you even have your eyes on uh, down the road or is it too early to have that conversation? No, we absolutely do. I mean, creating great experiences and having more fun around the game of golf is not gender specific. It's not age specific. It's not region specific. It's an overarching feeling of what you want to get out of something you're passionate about. So when it comes to expansion, you know, we're focused on building scale in the United States and in Canada right now. But when it comes to going overseas, that's something we're 100% focused on. Maybe not at this moment, but down the road for sure. Gotcha. So I I believe a company's brand is an extension of their culture, both as a public-facing message that it projects and the purpose and passion built within the organization. So can you tell us a bit about the Golf Match team and what you do to keep everyone in-house inspired and engaged? 
Yeah, so we have a lean team. You know, our CTO and iOS app dev genius, uh, Jensen, he's a golf nut. We found him, we actually found him on a Reddit board where he was a typical golfer talking about golf and we posted a job posting just because we were looking for golf nuts. Right. And and he came on board and that was like the best thing that ever happened to us. And, and then we looked for an Android developer and we found this gentleman by the name of Sergey who is this incredible Android developer who, you know, brought a little bit of an outside perspective where he wasn't a huge golf nut, but loved the game uh, and loved watching it and learning about it. Right. And that's helped. It's kind of been a yin and the yang. Hey, I'm a golfer and I do certain things. And he has it of, uh, hey, I watch the sport and this is, you know, this is what I see, what people are interested in. Uh, and then we have a backend developer uh, by the name of Rick, who is this incredible backend developer who knows to scale products. And because we have our own proprietary backend, it's important to have someone with, with Rick's skill level. Uh, our designer Daria is uh, is amazing, and then uh, you know you have myself, who you know they keep me together much more than I keep them together because I I wear a lot of hats. I'm not you know focused on developing one specific thing. I'm focused on building this company and growing it in in a bunch of different ways. But ultimately, you know we're like a family in the sense that we're all trying to to be there for each other and and be supportive and do something amazing. That's kind of what we're trying to do is is something that's different. And when you try to change someone's behavioral tendencies and the way that they're used to doing something because you know you have a feeling that this is better for them, it takes a lot of work. It's not easy. Uh, and that's where our ambassadors come in. That's where our early adopters come in and our investors and our advisors and our partnerships. This is a group effort to grow the game of golf. It's not just within Golf Match. It's just not within our team. It's, it's with the industry as a whole because everyone's invested in the success of the game. Got it. So with your CTO, Jensen, I understand he's based in Hawaii, is he not? So he is uh, a virtual team member. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, when we raised capital early on, probably one of the smarter things I've ever done was hired a technical advisor to hire our entire team. Uh, he ran a dev shop in the past and he knew what to look for. And I was like, all right, so let's find developers and designers in New York and let's get together. And, and that's just not the way you need to do things these days. Uh, you find the best talent and the talent that you think is focused on what you want to accomplish. Uh, and when you have apps like Slack and Skype, you don't need to be sitting next to someone, especially since don't. I'm traveling all the time. So he's, uh, he's got the Hawaii spirit in him and, uh, and he's one of the funnier guys I've ever met. He doesn't kind of fit the mold of a typical developer, uh, but he's, you know, he's amazing. Nice. And that, that is the benefit in the collaborative tools that are out there now that it allows us as, and, and myself of what we're doing in the entrepreneurial space, it allows us to be agile and lean and cost effective in how we uh, put teams together and how we get things built. So I see you're embracing that uh, wholeheartedly. Absolutely. So only have a couple of minutes more with you here, Peter. So before you go here, I you touched on this earlier, but I am curious to hear you expand on uh, what the next steps and goals for Golf Match are over the next 12 months. Yeah, so for us, a big part of what we're trying to do is obviously from a technology perspective, but also from a growth perspective. We're trying to expand our usership. We're trying to find a partner uh, and we have a couple that are that we've honed in on that you know that have scale already and, and would see value in a technology like Golf Match and a community like Golf Match because ultimately what we you know what we do with creating great experiences and this social layer of tea times and events no one else does you know we're the only social booking platform out there today and we think that's the future and we think it's the future because we've seen great success with it so far on a relatively small scale and just based on what we envision 5 years down the road and 10 and 20 you know what we're trying to do is going to be the norm and that's what we're trying to accomplish and what I see, you're, you're well on your way to, uh, to accomplishing just that, Peter. 
So I'm going to ask you to uh, to pull out your crystal ball here and put you on the spot a bit. I know you just talked about this in, re- in relationship to golf match, but where do you envision the game of golf overall to be and what golf will look like in 5, 10, or 20 years from now? So now, now you can put on your futurist hat and, and tell me what you think. Yeah, no, that's, uh, that's definitely uh, a conversation we can spend days on. But uh, I was actually recently named the chairman of the Innovation and Golf Task Force for the World Golf Foundation. And I've got this great group. Of, oh, thank you. I've gotten this great group of people together and it's really forward thinking minds. Uh, and we've had a couple of calls and we've really been digging deep into what the future looks like. And it's amazing the type of mindsets that the leaders in the industry have when it, when it comes to innovation. So like five years down the road, you know, I see content being a big part of what's going to change, you know, how you consume content. You know, I think it's going to be highly personalized. I think it's going to be on demand, uh, where it's basically given to you based on what your behaviors are. When I think of tea times and I think of events, you know, you look at industries like uh, if I'm going out to a restaurant, I'm going out to a movie and, you know, I'm going to do my research. I'm going to know what movie I'm, I'm watching. I'm going to know what other people thought about that movie. I know who I'm going with. I know how long it's going to take. You know, that type of, of precision is going to come to the golf game where it's not just going on, on, a, on a tee time provider and saying, okay, this is the course, this is the date, the time, the price. It's what do trusted peer-to-peer reviews who have played the course recently, what are they saying about that course? You know, who's behind the tee time that I'm playing with? Because we do that right now. And if we do that right now, it's possible to do in scale. And ultimately, decisions are based on on consumers understanding what they're spending their time on and what they're allocating their money towards. And golf is no different. It's a relatively expensive sport that takes pretty long time to play. And that experience needs to be, you know, what you're looking for every single time. So, you know, I see the future of tee times and events to be very social. I see the future of associations who have typically prided themselves on, you know, we're giving you a handicap and we're going to, you know, give you events to play in, but they don't do anything to connect golfers. You know, how, how can I not want to be connected with the people that I'm competing against in a casual way? Because those are the golfers that I measure myself up to. They're the golfers who I'm going to play with and get better. So I think associations really adopting a more communal model is going to be the future. And obviously when it comes to, to digital publications, you know, you've seen this huge shift from web to mobile to social, you know, where is that going to continue going? I think it comes down to, to content that, you know, the PGA Tour would produce and, and they would write about. It's got to be highly personalized and, and on demand. And then ultimately, I think data is just going to play a monstrous role in the future of golf. You know, you see Microsoft getting very involved with Arcos and Top Golf and people understanding their, you know, their shots and, and the distances and the clubs that are working and not working. But beyond that, data is relative to the golfer. Who am I playing with? Where am I playing? How often am I playing? Which courses am I, am I rating best? Because the more you understand about a golfer, the more that you can point them in a direction that, that's best for them, that they may not even know. So data is a huge part of it. But it comes down to also the people who are implementing the change. If, if we have forward-thinking minds who are given the reins to do amazing things, then those amazing things will happen. That is an amazing answer. Usually I stump people with that question. My previous guests, I, I, I have kind of left them hanging a bit, but you've obviously been thinking about this quite a bit. So thank you for that, uh, <laughs> that response there. That uh, gives yeah. me a lot to think about with that. So lastly here, Peter, can you tell our audience here how they can become a golf matcher, how they can find you on social platforms and how they can sign up? So here's your, here's your chance to uh, give Golf Match a good plug. Yeah, absolutely. So it's a free app. You can find us in the App Store, Google Play, Golf Match, one word. It's free. Uh, so, so sign up and you know, we have a great onboarding process that points you in the right direction from the very beginning. 
you know, get involved with our events. And, and if you want, book tee times through us and share your experiences and connect with our members because ultimately it helps the golfers have great experiences. And that's what we're trying to do. That's what our community is all about. And that's what I wholeheartedly believe in. Great stuff. And the added bonus to that too, of course, I personally am a golf matcher, so people can uh, can join up. It's love to have a conversation with you, kind of share our experiences. And if people live in the uh, golf matchers, live in the Vancouver area, hey, we can get together and, and get on the golf course and uh, and play around together. I would love that. So so there you go. Well, Peter, thanks so much for joining me today on the Mod Golf Podcast, for taking the time out of your schedule and making this happen. This has been really a great conversation. I really appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, Colin, for having me. You're welcome. So thanks so much and take care and bye for now. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with Golf Match founder and CEO, Peter Kratzios. To become a golf matcher like me, you can download the free Golf Match app from the App Store or Google Play. To learn more about Golf Match, go to our website, modgolf.fireside.fm, where I've posted links and additional content in the show notes. Next week, I speak with Major Series of Putting President, Guillaume Belan. We came out with the idea of the major series of putting, and this is the event that we are launching this fall in October in Las Vegas. So that idea came and we put it in, in place. We came up with uh, the biggest putting tournament ever that we were gonna host in Las Vegas on the strip. So it should be an exciting event. I'm your host, Colin Weston. You can reach us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Mod Golf Podcast. Subscribe to the Mod Golf Podcast on iTunes. And while you're there, please rate and comment on the show. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the Mod Golf Podcast. I'll see you next week.